Let me tell you of the days of high adventure. And this is John. And this is Six Degrees of Schwarzenegger, the podcast where we take a long, hard look back at some of our favorite action movies from the era of Arnold. <laughs> Schwarzenegger is the icon of the genre, and we're taking a deep dive into some of these 80s and 90s cult action movies. And folks, we're breaking them all the way down. Kevin, how are you, my friend? Oh, I'm doing great. I'm the wine is flowing. It's a new year, yeah. a new-ish movie for us. It is. This is a, a favorite of both of ours. And I love it. It's it's a really good one. It's the, the third installment of our breakdown of 1996's The Rock. Welcome to The Rock. Yes, indeed. Um, you want to try to catch us up on this crazy-ass plot? Uh, yeah, so where we are in the previous two episodes is that uh general francis x hummel is holding the world hostage by way of alcatraz prison and 81 hostages with some vx gas rockets saying he wants reparations for u.s marines and soldiers that have been forgotten and left behind not even given burials uh by the country that they served valiantly um and so what's happened is that the FBI and the U.S. government are putting together a strike team, oh. uh, or they're trying to, uh, led by an ex-SAS operative that was wrongfully imprisoned, um, played by Sir Sean Connery. Rest and and uh, to disarm the rockets is one... Dr. Stanley Goodspeed, played by Nick Cage. So they're trying to put together this motley crew, and things are not working out so far. That's all. All of that's accurate. Yeah. So, so we had uh, we had Mason, Sean Connery's character, trying to escape the Fairmont Hotel <laughs> by way of Humvee that he stole, <laughs> and uh, and Goodspeed in hot pursuit in a yellow commandeered Ferrari. He did elude Goodspeed and the rest of the FBI. That's right. That, yeah. So so yeah. When we last picked up, uh, I think Goodspeed had just like gotten out of the Ferrari was totaled, and he just like <laughs> beat up some punk kid and stolen his dirt bike, and that that's where true. we're at. That's where we're at. As so yeah, that's exactly where we're at. So as Goodspeed is riding his bike, he he calls back to his partner in the laboratory in D.C. Uh, who informs him that he's quitting the FBI. That's his buddy, uh, Marvin. Yeah, man, I've had enough. <laughs> he said he's going to go to Orkin and make roach motels. Yeah, I love I wonder it. if that is, like, the like an option. You know, like, if you're, like, a chemical expert, then yeah. that's, like, a type of job you would do. It's like, well, I'm, I don't, I'm not cut out for the pressure of this government right. job. Because he folded quick when they were in their uh, bomb scare yeah. defusing shit earlier. And over the course of the movie, we find... Stanley referring to, he's like, oh, the pressure. I love it. Yeah, he's just like, I'm into the pressure. I, I was thinking earlier in the shower, um, 
about the fact Same. that like <laughs> that good speed thrives under pressure and this other guy doesn't and like how big of a component that must be to that type of a job you know and then i was thinking about like there must be a dozen dudes who can throw a football as good as patrick mahomes or as good as tom brady but if you can't do it under pressure like that's half the job well you know? we talk about a lot like reference careers in music and things and you know you see it more in like pop music or things like that but even for the classical music crowd if you're traveling full-time year-round it takes a special breed to be able to do that yeah. and and maintain a family life and everything else and it's it's hard it's hard to do and so i imagine it's the same thing with with any of these i mean not a nuclear chemical whatever <laughs> expert saying like you know that's definitely more important and more difficult to maintain but yeah, if you can't deal with the pressure then you can't deal with the job true i see it yeah so we got good speed. He's asking this dude, Marvin, who's kind of like packing his desk up or whatever, I guess. <laughs> right, like, He's asking him, I need you to track down a prison record for a, a prisoner, John Mason. Uh, you know, look at the pr- record of prison transfers, whatever. He was transferred from Wolfsburg in 76 or something like that. To San Quentin. He says San Quentin or, San too. San Quentin Wolf- to Wolfsburg. I can't I think, remember which was to the other. I but. think Wolfburg was like supposed to be the last stop. Right. So Marvin, he tells him he can see there's a transfer. He can see some vital information, but there's no name. What right. do you say? Like place of birth, Glasgow. Yeah, he sees he sees place of birth. Everything else is a question mark. And it's Glasgow, there a, Scotland. There's a next of kin that's Jade Angelou with an address in San Francisco. Right. Um, Convenient. I, I feel sure. Yeah, I feel sure that that's not how that would work at all. No, nope. like they they wouldn't just wipe the name but leave everything else. Uh, he was born in Glasgow, Scotland. <laughs> we got oh, okay, the, cool. We're leaving the next of kin, but we'll delete the name. As long as he was christened, we've got what we came for. <laughs> so anyway, he gets that information from his buddy Marvin. Goodspeed does. He arrives <laughs> at Jade's house just as two young women are walking out the door. I love that he spots them leaving. From a house that neither of the two of us could afford. Like, no. who knows where that house is? If that's is. meant to be in San Francisco, that's unattainable. I was like, Unless is it, it's is split it in, into like six apartments like or something. Noe Valley or something where that house cost $3 million? I don't know. It was pretty like, it wasn't one of these places where it's like building jutted up to building. It was no, like she had a yard. It was a single house, a single dwelling home that probably cost $3 million. Yeah. For sure. With roommate, friend, girlfriend, whoever she is. Yeah, Stacey what do we is. think? What's the relationship between these two ladies, do you think? It doesn't matter, obviously, but I, what do you read? Like, I'm just wondering, like, what does one of them do? If one of them owns that house, what do they do? Maybe they're both actresses. That, well, then they, I <laughs> don't know. models. They can't afford, well, I don't know. Maybe if they're both really successful models, if they're supermodels, maybe they could afford that, like, afford that house. But I get the impression that they could be in a relationship together. Yeah. Or I mean, or they're both super buddies. successful like in like the like the buddings of the nations of Silicon Valley. Oh, you think they're like technical? Could be, but they don't live in Silicon Valley. No, but I'm intrigued. Yeah. Anyway, anyway. he follows he follows the ladies to the Palace of Fine Arts, which is like in the Presidio Beautiful. or near the Presidio. It's a place is a fucking amazing yeah i walked around it it's just like it is it the movie doesn't do it justice for yeah. how cool it is like yeah. the columns and i just like drove that. by it it's very striking um claire forlani is there from mike mall rats what and up, other claire? things she is so beautiful 
She is. I don't know what's become of her. I don't know if she still works. I think she does. I think she does um, as well. I, I don't watch whatever it is that she's doing, but she is just a stunning <laughs> not beauty. Not on purpose, just we haven't gotten around to it. <laughs> yeah. It's on my it's on my ever growing list. Um, <laughs> but so we get there. Claire Falani is Jade. Jade meets John Mason. We get the impression right that they've never met. Well, yeah, like right. He's like Jade, and both women turn around. We get the feeling that yeah. he doesn't know which, which one is one? Jade and Stacy, the friend Wolf. Not she's unattractive, but she's like not a good. No, she's just not I'm a good a, actor. I'm I'm Stacy, friend. Jade's friend. It's it was, very like weird. It was it was like watching Frankenstein act or something. <laughs> <laughs> it was. You know, she just wasn't great. I mean, shout out to you, Stacey. You've been in a, like a blockbuster movie. It's just more than I've ever done. A Michael Bay film. Yeah. Yeah, like May, Mason asks if Jade was afraid to come alone, and like rightfully she yeah. was. I think they've also like, it seems like they've only ever seen pictures of each other. Yeah, like, he They've says, never met. Yeah, so like Stacey, uh, Jade asks like Stacey to give them some space. Mason says that the last picture I saw of you was when you were 10. And Jade says, "What'd she say? She had a picture that her mom had, or something." My mom had one of you that I found in her shit when she died, okay. and and then he's like, "Oh, okay. Can we take a walk?" Yeah, and that's when we see Goodspeed like calling. Goodspeed's like, hey, on I'm the here. phone. He's saying like they're at the Palace of Fine Arts. You know, bring the cavalry or whatever. Yep. Um, Mason is like making efforts to try to like build, extend what bridges to Jade. Right. Jade's not really feeling it. Yeah, um, I like that he tells her like. I always thought that your mother was special, and you and I talked about this. The, it was the, a one-night stand, right? Yeah, like, that apparently they met at a bar after a Zeppelin concert. That's what she said in, like, 75, 76, it But, I mean, like. that's kind of the meet-cute that you dream about, right? Yeah, that was, like, the fucking the, the physical graffiti tour. <laughs> like, um, I'm like, I, what a story to tell your Ed kids. Do you think... We, did Mason go to that concert, or was he just hanging around the bar? No, I'm I'm with you that he was at the bar that night in San Francisco, and yeah, and young Jade's mother walked through the doors, and he was like, "If he had been, but it, of course you are." Oh, he looking like Sean Connery. Yeah, she looking was like Zardoz. Oh. <laughs> he had the full ponytail <laughs> with the thigh high boots, <laughs> with the thigh high boots, and the bandoliers and Chest nothing hair. else. Just um. <laughs> So, yeah, I, I'm with that. I but mean, of, we feel like Mason was in prison. Are. We feel like Mason was in prison cut off from, like, the rest of the world. Yeah, and had just broken out. So it would be weird for him to be like, I'm breaking out because I want to go to this Zeppelin concert. Nah, I think he was just in a bar. In... But that was not his Alcatraz escape. No, That was correct. another escape because yes. the years line don't line up for Yeah, that. so we think that that was later. Yeah, he must have multiple prison escapes, which makes sense. They called him, like, an escape artist. Right, whatever. and so he says that he likes to think of... Jade's mom as being a romance that could have led to something else. And That's she right. lets us know that the relationship got broken up because Federale showed up so and like, hauled what, him yeah, back if, to prison. If the FBI hadn't kicked in the door and taken you back to prison. Yeah, so, I mean, it was like bang, bang, literally bang, 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 <laughs> if you want to get down to it. But, like, and he got hauled off, and that was the last any of them ever heard. Right, and she kind of, she wants to know what he did that wound him up in jail, I guess. And Mason says he doesn't have a lot of time, but he... You know, he'd like to try to have a relationship with her. I love the line, you're almost the only evidence that I exist. You really feel for him in that moment. I, I do, and and he plays it very compassionately, and she's like, uh, we don't really know each other, but he's like, you know. Good speed is like eavesdropping on the whole thing, and he's like he overhearing this stuff. I love the way that Nick Cage plays this whole thing of overhearing it, because you get a look of sympathy on his face, like, mm -hmm. He's not a hardened mercenary or anything. Like you think that he's like, oh man, this how 
it must have been terrible to be locked up in prison like this yeah. and have no relationship with your kid. And now he's going through something where his, he's got a kid on the way. Yeah, exactly. You get the feeling also that, that Goodspeed suspects that uh, FBI Director Womack is like a shady dude. Right. It's also in this moment that while all this is happening, we get the interesting Celtic theme in the score. Like There's Victor, strings like and like a little flute or, whistle yeah. thing happening. This is the theme that comes back in places in the movie where we reckon where it's sort of like Mason's redemption. It's theme. either Mason's redemption or like the the friendship of Mason and Goodspeed or any kind bond. of any. Yeah, it's it's very strange, but it it occurs two or three times over the course of the movie. Anyway, Mason's flustered, but promises that he's not an evil man and that. Yeah, if she believes, then that's a start. That's like the magic of Connery. I think he's got like such dignity that, like, as an audience, we feel certain that he's not really a bad guy. Yeah, agreed. Um, so now, you know, she uh, Jade seems to be softening a little bit, and then we get the sound of sirens growing as the FBI vehicles all like arrive on the scene. Right. Um, Jade aggressively asks if, arriving on they, the scene. They, like, they all converge from all directions, like on cue, <laughs> you know, in unison. Screeching halts. Jade asks if the cars are here for him, and he sort of sheepishly nods. Then uh, she's like, oh, my God, you broke out of prison again, didn't you? Like, why are you getting me involved in this? And I love this, that Goodspeed, like, trots up, identifies himself, and is like, John, it's, like, come back. to. He's working with us. Come yeah, on he's back. very We've friendly gotta... with him. He's like, hey, John, what do you say we get back to work? He's helping us resolve a dangerous situation. Yeah. I love the way that Nick Cage played that whole scene. That was beautiful. That's, like, such a stand-up move from Goodspeed, who really doesn't, like, owe him anything. No, not, nothing at all. And it helps Mason save face in front of Jade. Yeah. It's, so It's awesome. So, yeah, Mason goes with Goodspeed peacefully, and... You know, he's very thankful to Goodspeed for his discretion. You know? <laughs> yeah, so read this last that's thought. when that's when Nick Cage busts out. Why, what do you say we cut out the chit chat a hole? <laughs> is that our first? Is that like the first? I think thing that, 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 gro- that draws attention to the fact that he doesn't that's swear. That's the first thing that really clued me in after the fact. After years of watching this movie and not realizing, God, he doesn't curse. Yeah. Like going back and then reading that he elected to play the role where Stanley's this like clean cut guy it's yeah he's, awesome. like, he's a boy scout yeah he exactly. wears the class ring i don't know if you know yeah, like, I I'm like is that, that like the fbi academy ring or like his university ring oh, or something man, that's like that great. um i was kind of feeling good speed style like in general with the suspenders on the suit oh totally like it was like totally i was loving all that me me now, too an angry womack comes running up with his shoulder, sucker his shoulders in a sling <laughs> he's screaming at mason well i mean it's like as much as Mason, <laughs> as much as uh, uh, as much as Goodspeed was like trying to, like paint a moment for Jade there, they immediately start put, putting Mason in cuffs. He's like, "You cocksucker! <laughs> I'm gonna burn. I'm putting you behind the net." Anyway, <laughs> we cut to that FBI uh, like mobile headquarters in the warehouse or it's whatever. Awesome, that is. whatever it is. They've got all the gear in there now. Um, Mason is like briefing the seals. They've got. Like he's he's saying whatever the tunnels can give you access to anything within Alcatraz. <laughs> You're talking like where are they gonna scale model there's of Alcatraz a, at this there's hour? There's an amazing model of Alcatraz <laughs> sitting on the table. Like it's all painted and stuff. It's amazing. It's, it's stunning, really. They did not whip that up. That like no. either came from the parks department or some somebody hooked them up or the props department just made. Yeah, you're killer. probably right that they're like like whatever the last model is we needed in this warehouse. We want it now. on the table and. We want it on the table in 48 hours. Point at. (laughs) Um, 
The SEAL commander, that's Michael Bean. Anderson. Uh, he's trying to get Mason to give him like a step-by-step directions through the bowels. And, Mason, and he, does, he does good for most part, and then all of a sudden it's like he blanks. He's like, yeah, I don't know. He's like, but I'll remember once we're inside. All right. Is this, to most of the audience, to you and me, if we were 13, 14 years old, is it that he's obviously bluffing? He's like, I don't remember, but I remember when I'm inside. No, I, to me, it makes sense. Like if you told me, how do you get to 35 years later? Yeah. How do you drive? Give me driving directions to such and such store in the town that I grew up. And I was like, well, I could drive there, but I couldn't tell you step-by-step directions. That's a good point. Especially now. I need to see it. Once I see it, I'll remember, oh yeah, it's the, I took the tunnel on the left. It's like the blue, the blueprint was in my head. Yeah. I was underground for three days. I totally bought that. I, I did too. But I was wondering if. On the back end, you think if he, he was, could have been bluffing? If he, he was to thinking, get on that island, if he was just thinking, like, get me on the island and I can get off the. Get island. me away from Womack or whatever. Exactly. I, I, I think it's a little bit too. of both. I think it could work both ways. Yeah. Womack jumps in. He tells him, "You're not going in." And like, dude, movies are weird. Like, Big time. As the audience, I think we've all seen trailers for the movie, so like, we just know that Mason and Goodspeed are going to wind up on Alcatraz. Right. But. Logically, there's like no reason to assume they'd be planning to bring Mason onto the island. Sure. Like, if anything, the SEALs would not want to bring along two untrained guys. No. Like, it's just... It, the fact, the to- fact <laughs> that, that Michael Bean is like, no, this is definitely... Like, Paxton and Bean both argue that we should bring him. Well, they agree. That's like, if if he can't tell us, then the only way is to have him there. And I'm like, I guess so, but it... it yeah, it boggles my mind. Like the, when there are thirteen to, or fourteen other guys' lives on the line, and and roughly a hundred, <laughs> like a million other people's yeah. lives on the line. We got to do whatever we got to do, I guess, to have the best chance to find it. But yeah. as as I'm watching, I'm like, yeah, why the fuck would an audience sitting watching like assume that he's going to be brought along? Like he's just there to give them directions, not to be suited up with a gun. And a snorkel or whatever. And I love, I love all the shit that Mason gives Womack. It's like, looks like you're caught between the rock and a hard He's case. Fucking with me. How's your bowling? How's arm? your bowling arm? <laughs> what a prick! Just giving him shit. I also love. Did you notice when he's like flipping the map that he flips the map in Womack's face, and Womack has to like jerk no, his head backwards. I didn't he's like, catch that. he's like flipping the the map into his face. It's That's awesome. Beautiful. He hates Womack. Now, next up, Goodspeed is trying to brief the SEALs on, like, how, where the gas is being stored. I like this. He says it's, because it's, I guess it's being kept in a refrigerated space. Yeah. So, it makes sense that the morgue is probably the easiest to refrigerate, but they must have also brought along their own gear to keep it cold. But, like, yeah. But you could detect it from a satellite. The morgue wouldn't have been on. That's that's one thing that I'm, I asked myself throughout, like, the infiltration of the rock is, like, there's there are lights on in all kinds of the places that rocks have never would not been on. Be working. The morgue would not be cold. But anyway. so I assume they brought their own gear to keep it cold, but maybe yeah. the morgue is the easiest place to keep something cold. Agreed. Agreed. It's like insulated or whatever. Yeah. I but I totally dug it. There's all this like fucking Michael Bay lighting going on. It's like <laughs> bright green neon lights and there's black light for Everyone's some reason. Underlit like it's, with green. It's blue is in greens and red like leds on the equipment it's awesome it looks great we can't complain um he says that like goodspeed is saying he needs to teach the seals how to diffuse the rockets and neutralize the gas and then uh the commander seal commander anderson is like that won't be necessary 
He's like, oh, no, it's very oh, necessary. Oh, no, it's very necessary. <laughs> and he's like, no, nah, nah, you're coming with us. <laughs> yeah, like flabbergasted. That makes more sense to me because that's like a very technical thing that you couldn't oh, yeah. necessarily teach a guy how to do it. Yeah, you could say, you giving can me say driving unscrew directions. the top of the thing. Like, pull it out very carefully and you got to withdraw the thing from the thing and then make the, sure it doesn't drop yeah it's yeah, like it makes more sense to me that they would need the gas expert i love that like good speed's line is like oh like what and, and womack's like <laughs> earlier today you wanted a gun now you're getting a gun and a wetsuit that's pretty <laughs> badass and yeah good speed is like very hesitant oh he's and, yeah, uh, flabbergasted the uh what uh commander been, anderson's like have you ever been in a combat situation fine combat sir what do you th- what do you make of this like Lieutenant Shepard? Was this like a like a career making moment? Like Shepard, you deliver this line like it's the only thing you're ever gonna have in your life for the actor. Yeah, he the I actor know he was, was in familiar he was in, as hell. He was in lots of stuff, but they were like deliver this line that like your life is hanging scene. on. That it. was yes, that was his big scene for this movie. Like, can you carry this line? And he does it with like rapid fire and no breath. He didn't Lieutenant breathe. Shepard, an incursion underwater to retake an impregnable fortress held by an elite team of U.S. Marines in possession of 81 hostages and 15 guided rockets armed with VX poison gas. In that case, no, sir. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> he, he runs to the bathroom. Who the fuck pukes in a sink? I mean, I guess it's better than the floor, but... I've, I've puked in both. Um, <laughs> you look for the toilet, but I didn't see a toilet visible in that If you run room. into the bathroom and the only thing that you can see is it's a little a- grate in the floor... You aim, you aim for the grade in the floor. <laughs> or if there's a sink, you go for the sink. Or and it, he right. didn't go in the urinal. Which, right. Yeah. Exactly. I didn't recall seeing a toilet, but like that's, <laughs> he, someone's got to clean that he shit He ran up. in and ran for the nearest, uh, receptacle. The nearest receptacle. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so Paxton, that's uh, William Forsyth. We love the, him. The senior agent stationed in he, San Francisco. Over the course of the movie, he does become like a more and more sympathetic figure. Yeah. He started off as a real prick. Yeah. And then he sort of like he he sympathizes, I guess, with Goodspeed, right? I, yeah, I agree. He comes in. This whole scene in the bathroom is like very stylishly lit. Yeah, yeah. It's like it must be sunset or something because we're getting like reflection off the water and the windows. And yeah. It's like this beautiful lighting scheme or whatever. But uh, Paxton's like wondering what's going on. Yeah, and you good, look like shit. Goodspeed says, you know, he always knew that something like this could happen, but now he's like responsible for an entire city, and he's just can't he's like ready to crack yeah you know? same i get it paxton says don't worry you know your training's going to come back to you and you got the you got the best seal team in the country with you and you've got our, our great support team here we're like we'll talk you through everything okay i guess i guess so good speed now confides with him right that his girlfriend carla she's pregnant and she's on the way to san francisco Paxton tells him, like, you know, you just stay focused on the job, man. We'll we'll get Carla at the airport. We'll bring her here. We'll keep her safe. Is that going to keep Carla safe if they bring the her to the base? The only thing safe is to get the hell out of the city. Yeah. Like, their mobile base in that pier is not, like, impregnable or, like... Gas-proof? Yeah. Yeah, no. They're, they're fucked. Yeah, if they're the going to die, too. Hell, but I guess maybe it'd be like a, if this shit's going south, you know, we have gas masks or we have atropine or I, yeah, or everyone's we're gonna, gonna we're gonna stab everyone in the heart in the building with atropine. Shit. Congratulations, <laughs> you and the baby will be fine. But uh, okay. this seems to put, I guess, good speed at ease somewhat, right? Deet, deet, deet. Yeah, I guess. I don't know, but anyway, <laughs> it's, sun, it's sunset at Alcatraz. The the hostages are looking a little bit worse for wear. Are they letting people poop? Is what I want to know. Yeah, they didn't seem to have toilets in the cell. No. 
A lot of prisons have toilets in the cell. Tango and Cash had toilets in the cell. Uh, <laughs> that is yours. That's mine. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, now, we got General Kramer. He's calling Hummel from the White House. Right. He's telling him, oh, there's a problem with the account For those transfer. of you who know who Tr- Kramer is, Kramer is the guy oh, that's yeah. sort of like wrangling all the special armed forces efforts trying to placate Hummel in the first act of the film. He is a contemporary of Hummel's. We don't yeah. really know what their relationship is, but he's the one that's leading the efforts to try to keep the hostages alive and or lead the incursion into Alcatraz and or uh, blow Alcatraz up with um, theoretical thermite plasma. This is correct. Yeah. Now he's telling Hummel what there's a problem with the account transfer. Uh, like we entered in one too many zeros that yeah hummel's not trying to hear that no you know uh kramer's like well you know the president you know his his his, uh what his policy on negotiating with terrorists is a familiar uh, one hummel says you know this is not about terrorism this is about justice and they've got 17 hours hang up the phone basically yeah yeah now, the thermite plasma is still not like a guaranteed solution. That's what they, I guess, most like to yeah, do. Yeah, and this is where we see we saw a guy that we saw in the first big meeting room scene, yeah. like, like a panic room scene. But we guess that he's the Secretary of Defense or Homeland Security. Something like that, or he could be like the Director of National Security right, or something right, like right. this. Um at first, I'm like, is he the president? But he's definitely not the president. He's just a dude. But right. He never spoke before this moment. We just saw his. But like, now he seems face. to be like the guy in charge. Right. So he greenlights that SEAL mission. Two hours later. <laughs> Two hours later, 15 hours to the deadline. Uh, the SEAL team plus Goodspeed and Mason—they're all geared up. There's several of these dudes in the scene were like actual SEALs. Right. Like a lot of the dudes who don't have any speaking role or whatever. Um, and they like run a training ranch where they teach actors and stuff right. like that. But oh, they're that's also cool. active duty which is like impressive to me. Um, Commander Anderson, he's saying that <laughs> I know I just, I can't, you can't say it without I almost wanted to say Michael Bean, but Commander we don't Anderson. like to do that. He's Commander Anderson. Um, so he's telling him, you know, Mason, you're going to run point Lieutenant Shepard, who got to deliver the little monologue earlier. You're going to be attached to his hip. Uh, then he's like saying good speed. You know, he's our weapons specialist. He's going to disarm the rockets and neutralize the gas. I like the look from Mason. Like he's like surprised or impressed. impressed. He's like, yeah. oh shit. Like you're the, you're okay. an expert expert. Yeah. Like you're not who you pretended to be earlier, but interesting. Yeah. Um, the commander says, you know, once the mission is accomplished, we like the green flares. That's a signal that, you know, we've succeeded. Uh, he gives them like he gives them the pump them up speech. You know, like we're a, the fight of our lives. It's not. And all it's, that a, stuff. it's a not so inspiring pep talk about how they're going up against probably the, the greatest. greatest battalion commander of the Vietnam War. Yeah, I shit you not. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's like, not. It's not like okay. Well, on the it's interesting. Like on the commentary, Michael Bay had said that. Bean was sort of like nervous and self-conscious trying to do that scene that he kept freezing up or forgetting the lines or yeah. just wasn't convincing or whatever. And he sort of, he pulled Bean to the side and he's like, what's going on? And, you know, and Bean is like, ah, man, I got the fucking, I got the Navy SEALs over here. And then I look over here and it's fucking James Bond. And like, <laughs> and that's awesome. I'm supposed to be the, I'm supposed to be the guy who's in charge and I feel like a phony and you got to like, channel that power, man. I like that, though, like that an actor would get self-conscious about it because oh. you're with the real deal guy. Do you know what and- that reminds me of? It reminds me of the story of um, Schwarzenegger 
in commando. He's nervous about like doing the, the morning movie. before. He's like, I can't do this. Yeah, I think you're like, shit, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm shitting bricks right now. Because I think so. Michael Bay said something about you know the 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 seals were just listening intently and not reacting, not giving yeah, him much. Like, not as an actor, you know, you're used to getting something from your co-stars to to work off of. And the seals, as seals probably would do, they're just listening and memorizing all the stuff that they're being told. Yeah. And he's like, I think it just rattled him because he's like, are they not impressed? There used to be this great. Um, <laughs> That's so funny. On this is like neither here nor there at all. But on Caddyshack, that was like Rodney Dangerfield's first ever movie. Oh, I didn't know. And, um, okay, yeah, yeah. And so he was on the set and he's delivering great jokes, but like the actors with him aren't laughing, you know, because it's that's not how it works in a movie. And they said after a take, like Dangerfield is freaking out. And he's like, I'm bobbing, I'm bobbing, no one's laughing. And he's like, yeah, no, they're not supposed, to, they're trying hard not to laugh because it'll ruin the take. But like, I kind of get it. You're like, I think if you're an actor and you're like, these yeah. actors, they're not reacting to what I'm saying at all. Especially if they're stage, throw you off stage your game. You're like, they're not like nodding or like looking intense or psyched out or yeah. anything. They just look like they're bored by what I'm saying. Or I was just trying to remember. It's like his third Navy SEAL turn. Yeah. Had he given a lot of speeches where people were like amped up? No, Maybe probably not. Th- I don't know. Like Maybe in Navy SEALs. That's, God, that's a fucking awful movie. We watched that one time, didn't we? Yeah. It's such it's a Top not, Gun knockoff. Yeah, it's, like, not, it's not great. It's not great. It'd be great to talk about. It would be. Bill Paxton. And we're going to. 100%. We love all of you. <laughs> anyway, um, in, yeah. the, in the helicopter. <laughs> I thought that was an incredible story, and I like the moment where they're piling in the helicopter and, and Mason, like, uh, defers to good speed, and he's like, after you, Ace. Yep. That's such, like, a, a stand-up moment. Like, yeah. he's trying to build his confidence. Yeah, well, he knows that he's only it's as all good riding as the... on him. Like, he's got to be the one to do these rockets. He's or... only as good as the people leading the mission are. Yeah. I loved that shit, dude. It's really um, good. The main helicopter takes off. It's flanked by a couple of Apache helicopters, right. like little smaller gunship type. You might have seen them in a Rambo 2 or 3. Oh, yeah. Probably 3. Um, <laughs> there's, like, the equipment check going on in the helicopter. They're all wearing, like, the body cams and, like, yeah. whatever, wetsuits or all that good stuff. Good speed is very nervous. I just love... I love that acting. The, the body the body energy that he's portraying, like bouncing around his legs and stuff like, like that. Yeah, like he's just, he's like, just fidgety. I'd be doing the same thing. He's like flinching as the guys are locking and loading and stuff like that. He's definitely like nervous. Meanwhile, Mason is like cool as can be. Um, he's awesome. They brought along... It was interesting. They said they brought along some like... Special operational gear. That quote. Mason... <laughs> the stuff that Mason had when he escaped in 63, it was like kerosene and a squeeze bottle some waterproof matches and three washers it's so awesome that's your special <laughs> operational gear yeah you never know um and they're giving out these green flares and atropine this is where good speed is like hesitant to take the atropine from him and he's like this could save your life yeah like, don't fuck with me on this like, i feel like he would be the first one to want to grab that yeah, atropine. he'd be like, he'd be like no yes me. i know absolutely i know how important this is even if the other seals don't know I, I agree. I felt the same thing. Um, of course, this is really just exposition. But again, you don't really notice because it's delivered like in an organic sort of a way. It works. Um, now, on Alcatraz, the bad guys, they're able to see that there's three helicopters approaching on the radar. Right. Um, Carla has yeah, arrived. Yeah, meanwhile, yeah, elsewhere. At, back on shore, Carla has arrived at the FBI center. She's like being held in an FBI yeah, van. Yeah, they won't the tell dude, her what's going on. That dude who kind of looked like Varys. 
yeah. from Game of Thrones. <laughs> Big sort of baldish guy. He yep. won't tell her what's going on, so she sort of just hops out of the van and runs that off. Carla is a real hothead. Yeah, she's fiery. I like her, yeah. though. Um, now, Meanwhile, back, back, at the the, yeah, back on the ranch, the helicopters, they diverge, and the bad guys see it goes from three to helicopters to two. Yeah, I like how, like, Piss is like, sir, we've lost one of the choppers. And he's like, Hummel is furious. Yeah. What's weird is, like, are the bad guys fooled? Obviously, something fishy is happening. Yeah. If this is all going on, they lose someone off the radar or whatever. Right. Um, but anyway, they're just like, what could they do, I guess, other than launch the rockets? It was a different there. time. <laughs> so... Good speed is like fumbling with his scuba gear. He accidentally like opens the valve in on his air day, tank or something. It's like a snorkel. Yeah, he can't figure out how to turn that shit off. And Mason reaches over and cuts it off. He tells him like, "You're clearly like you're not an anti-terrorism yeah. expert." Yeah, he's like, "You better not fuck this up." Yeah, you better not fuck it. I up. love that he's like he's like I know something about you, Godspell. <laughs> he's like, "Good speed, God, good speed, Godspeed." Good spell. You just you just make sure you don't get us all fucking killed. Yeah, he's like he's not he's not here to take any shit from, from good. Sean speed. Connery fucking rules. <laughs> so Hummel has like run up to the lighthouse with the pair of binoculars. He's like trying to get a visual on what's happening. Um, the bad guys they suspect obviously yeah, that everything going everything on. is pointing south on this. Right now, was there a better was there a better way? For them to infiltrate, I mean, then flying in on some helicopters and trying to make one disappear. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I I can't figure out if it would have been better to have more to approach and then to have a, a secret ship like yeah. come on undetected. I mean, they from had a different little direction. like underwater sort of submersible thing. Could they have taken yeah, that all the way from the that's, shore? That's out to what the I island? was wondering. Would it have taken too long? Would it have run out of gas? Because the currents are so strong. It's a long way the, out yeah. there. It's like a thirty-minute boat ride, and this thing underwater is probably moving and slower I think, than that. I think anything by boat, unless it had been like a canoe or some semi-submersible, would have been detectable. Yeah. At any rate, the seals, they jump out of the helicopter and on into the water and start heading towards the, the island. So cold. Um, those underwater shots were like nuts. There was a feature on the Blu-ray, I told you, where that stuff was all like miniatures. Yeah. Like, it wasn't real men in water. It was like little marionette puppets on strings. It was shot like in a dry effects studio. If, if I had never been taught to look at things like that, to like look at the mechanics of the legs uh-huh. moving, I would have never given it a second oh, thought about I that being noticed. about that being real live humans kicking I, their legs. I like I suppose that I guess is somehow cheaper than putting real men in the water. Yeah. Otherwise you'd put men it's in the water. Crazy. Right? It was wild though. Um now Hummel back on Alcatraz, he's ordered his men to like go on high alert. Yeah, something's, they suspect something's up. Yeah, they wisely they suspect something is happening here. Um, the seals they enter Alcatraz through like an underwater pipe, uh, and they pop up in the cistern room. Right, Anderson is immediately aggravated. Like they've gotten up in there, and he's like, "Well, thanks for leading us into this. Like, there's no way out of this room." Yeah, and uh, Mason's like, "No, we'll go through here." And he's like, "Through where?" The fucking he's furnace like, under you, the furnace. You see the the Bay Foundry thing on the yeah, furnace? Yeah, that's awesome. That's Michael a nice Bay. touch. Yeah. The, that whole scene when they pop up is like chock full of Michael Bay touches. But like why? Shots of chains and dudes popping out of the water in slow motion why, with like guns drawn. Why are the furnaces lit? That's a great question. 
I think they even touch on that in the commentary. That oh, like, really? Yeah, like, why would they be lit? There's really no reason. They're like, well, you know, if there's rangers living there, that, maybe. I guess that was the thing that I came back to is like, I guess if they were trying to keep the place climate controlled because San Francisco is so bonkers as far yeah. as the weather, that maybe if you're that even would make heating, sense. If you're heating any building at all there, maybe that's okay. the best way to do it. I can get behind that. That makes it's sense. It's still, would it, yeah, it's unlikely though. They acknowledged that was a plot hole, but they said, well, we justified oh, really? it to ourselves by saying maybe nice. if there's ranger station there then and guys living there, then that's, that's kind of awesome. That's man. why they keep it maintenance. I do. Whatever. I do love when, when commander Ander Ander Anderson asks <laughs> Mason, like, how are you going to get inside? And it's like through there. And like, it's yeah. a great bit with Shepard, Lieutenant yeah. <laughs> Shepard, who's supposed to guard. And he's like, commander, you said never to leave his side, but like, look at the, the with the flames on the things. And he's like, like stand, stand fast, stand fast, Lieutenant. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> and, uh, He's like, yeah, I memorized the timing. I only pray they haven't changed it. I bet they haven't. What do you think? I, I hope not. <laughs> uh, he drops down. Short. He stops, drops, and rolls, man. Thank you. And he's yeah. like, he pulls down the ski mask. Have a nice day. <laughs> and goes through. And like the seals, they seem very impressed. Like, damn, this dude's got the goods. Yeah. You know? Where'd you find this guy? Uh huh. That's classified. Oh, Cage doesn't even know. No, that's the truth of the matter. He's just trying to be. Like, I. That's his way of saying I don't even know. Uh huh. Um. So now the bad guys are looking around and they don't see any sign of anything going wrong. But Hummel is still suspicious. He tells them like, "Keep looking." Yeah, keep your eyes you know, peeled. Back in the sister room, I guess Mason's been gone for a few minutes. It now. seems like he must have been gone because they're like, "He's fucked us. We're dead now." Yeah, like I knew he'd fuck us. I think back on was it back on shore? Like, yeah, back in the thing is like, Womack. Like, like, I, I knew it. I knew always. Womack's always like, I knew it. What is he? What would he be doing? Like just gallivanting around the Escaping. bowels of Alcatraz? Escaping. Somehow, no yeah. one knows how. Anyway, well, he's been gone stupid. for a while. The dudes are worried, but just at that moment, of course, Mason swings open the big heavy door and says, "Welcome to the Rock." That was a line written for the preview, wasn't it? Like written for Sean Connery. It's like it's like you don't have to say another word, but you have to say this sentence. <laughs> <laughs> now the the seals quickly move out. They're. Uh, they come to like a junction where there's three different pipes they could go down. And Gandalf says, I have no memory of this place. <laughs> that's that moment where Mason knows the right one. Right. That's, like, that's what I meant earlier when I'm saying, like, I get how he's like, I can't tell you. I can't describe it, but I know when I see it, I'll yeah, know which way is the right way to go. That way is the subway. Yeah. It'll drop you into the tunnels. And then all the SEAL teams drop into the tunnel. The same tunnel system that... Everyone from Tango and Cash to Big Trouble Little China <laughs> to Aliens to a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It's like we drop down into the sewers. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, yeah, they drop down into that tunnel system and sort of fan out. Mason's like enjoying the hell out of it all. Oh, yeah. He's like got a big grin on his face. I think Goodspeed's like, what is, what, what are you enjoying yourself? And he's like, well, it's better than my average day. In reading, reading philosophy and avoiding gang rape. <laughs> Is that a, a, a permissible rape joke? Yeah, totally. I think it is. Okay. But because he, he also says, though, that's not the problem. It hasn't been the problem lately. Mm -hmm. He's just maybe I'm losing my sex appeal. And I can tell you, Sir Sean's ghost, if you're listening now, that now, like this many years after this movie released, like you were still like sexy to a generation of people after you were like this age. <laughs> I it's wish, crazy, right? I wish I looked as good as Connery at age 66. Same, uh, man. That... that I wish I looked that good now. Yeah, same. Um, but yeah, he's amazing. He was holding shit down. <laughs> uh, 
this was all like done on this massive wet set that was built on a soundstage. That's nuts to me. They um said that Connery had asked for the water to be heated, you know. That makes whatever. sense. And uh, but that everybody got really sick. Like they all got a really bad stomach flu, and they had a, a set doctor come by, and he's like, "Oh yeah, it's like an incubator in here, like oh, with the heated water. Interesting. Like that it should have been kept cold." Um, the, the germs were just like fucking spawning, you know what Ooh, I mean? So that's rough. That's why yeah, he said everyone got a really bad stomach flu. Damn you, like Shashan. Damn you. <laughs> now up top we got uh, Rojas Tuco. Tuco Raymond Cruz, the actor. Uh, he's reading activity in the storm drains, like seismic activity or something. Yeah. The bad guys start to mobilize. The seals, like they hear the bad guys moving around up above them, and they all freeze. Right. The bad guys are like, it's this sort of everyone's like listening. It's got real quiet. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love that moment. Um, then the bad guys don't hear anything, so they move along. Mason tells uh, the seals, you know, it's ninety-seven paces to the shower room. Exactly. That's some fucking. That's a good memory. Yeah. I would that, think that's why I'm like, like it's like he doesn't remember how to get there. He definitely remembers how to get there. He remembers there. some specifics for yeah. sure. He doesn't not remember rather is what I'm saying. So the shower room, that's going to be their point of entry on into the prison. Yep. Um, Mason's directions are spot on because they wind up right underneath the shower room. I, I love the, this cut to Hummel's men. Something's not right. I got a bad feeling about this. I love that line, man. It's always killer. Is it like I got a bad that line is al- almost it's mandatory in every action adventure movie? It has to be. It has to be there. I got a bad feeling about this drop. You always say that, man. You always say, I got a bad feeling about this drop. (laughs) I love it. It's in New Hope. It's in, I mean, it's Uh, in countless others. It's in every Star Wars movie for sure. And it always evokes a reaction, though. Yeah, everyone's like, same, same. I don't like this. (laughs) So uh, they send their, like, the the whatever. Fiber optics. He goes up the ladder. He sticks a little fiber optic kind of camera up through the grate. He's looking around. He sees the most, like the laser motion sensor. I don't know what it was about the sound editing of like the, it was just the VO because you know yeah. it was cut like months after the scene, like with the two mirrors. But he's like, sir, I'm going to cut. It's a, some kind of prism. I'm going to yeah. cut the beam. It's just like, for whatever reason, the crispness of that, like that audio recording stuck in my mind for like years. I'm just going to try to cut the beam. It's a prism. Like, <laughs> Just, you liked it? Yeah, it just stuck in my head. It was just like, it was so serious, and everyone was just like hanging on, it was like on bated breath waiting to yeah. see what would happen. Yeah, they, they go to what? To bypass the laser sensor by their, their customary means. Right. But as we know from before, John C. McGinley had put in like he his said, special custom device. Yeah, it's a failsafe. Um, that had like a, like a, he called it a trembler. Yeah. Like it would if it it's got like a little tapped. Coil. If it got tapped, it would vibrate and, and don't, trigger the alarm. Don't you feel bad for the Navy SEALs fiber optics guy who's a specialist in this field that says, yeah. I got it. Don't yeah. you feel bad? He's like, no, I nailed it. We're What's, we're good to go. So the dude Humphreys, who we referenced before, he's like was the technical advisor and an actual former SEAL. Right, right. He was like very impressed by this part of the movie. He's like saying, you know, like yeah, they're used to this, and that's exactly how we would do it, but we could never be prepared for something like this. He's like, no matter how well-trained you might be as a team, like, if you run into the wrong sort of piece of equipment, like, there's just nothing you can do about that's it. That's badass. I was I like, love that. It, that stuff feels like movie shit that doesn't yeah. really happen. But when you hear a real SEAL say, oh, yeah, this part really impressed me. Everyone would die. Okay, good night. <laughs> well, it was interesting. He also said... 
I'll get to it in just a second. Okay. That's a teaser. Okay. Um, <laughs> Rojas. Go, go, go. Get top, there. Rojas, yeah, he registers. They've got company. He scrambles all the men. They Someone all touched the trembler. That's right. They all start <laughs> to convene on the shower room. Commander Anderson, he's telling Goodspeed and Mason, you sit tight down here with Shepard. We're going to go clear Shit's you know, the room. ramping up. It was like the, the, the tension is amping up. Yeah, time. man. After all but uh, Shepard have entered the room, the baddies spring their trap like they're up above in an elevated position. I've got the high I, ground. I thought the exact. <laughs> I have the high ground. That's the great spot to be if you're in a You underestimate my power. <laughs> <laughs> now, that's where the real SEAL commander, uh, Humphreys, said this would never happen like this in real life because we would never you would never send your whole team into an unknown situation. You'd send one or two guys right. to clear the room. And then once you were sure it was empty, then you'd bring in the rest of the team up the ladder. And that's a huge, I feel like that's now that I know that, that you've yeah. just told me that, then this scene is terrible. <laughs> I, <laughs> I mean, it. it works. You don't think about it, but yeah, he said like, if you're going in loud, if you're going in by surprise, yeah. you kick in the door and everyone runs in. But if you're trying to sneak in, you would not and be stealthy. You wouldn't send the whole team into a room that you didn't know it was clear. You'd send in one or two guys. And then if it, the shooting started, then the rest of your guys are yeah, safe. Yeah, because then most of those seals still in the in the caverns would have yeah. gotten out. Yeah, yeah. So I was interested to hear him say that because it, as I'm watching it, I'm just like, oh, wow, that was like a... That was stupid. They were a, and it's a no-win situation, but you yep. don't think of it as being not a tactically sound thing to have done. Yep, agreed. So... But yeah, the seals are like pinned down. You know, Fuck. they're all covered from an elevated position. Hummel is instructing the seals to all drop their guns. You got Commander Anderson. He steps out and he's like, "We both know I can't give that Dude, order." This this whole scene, like Michael Bean earned the paycheck. Him him yeah, and dude. and Ed Harris to me is like this whole back and forth is it was a fucking unbelievably. Act- <laughs> it was good. like an acting showdown. Like they were both, who can be the most intense? Order. I cannot get that order. Get that order. It's like awesome, it's so dude. good. Um, you know, Hummel's telling him you're in a no-win situation. He doesn't want to see anybody die here. And then Anderson saying like, you know, he's telling him. I agree with I you. Agree. I agree. I'm sympathetic to what you're doing here, but we're soldiers. We swore an oath. That's right. We've, um, we've sworn orders to defend the country against enemies foreign and domestic. That's a, that's a great, great point. Moment. When the shouting match breaks out, it's like, I will not repeat that or like, what the hell is wrong with you, man? It's awesome, dude. Like, it's, you walked into the wrong fucking room. Oh it's, man. It's it so good. It's, it's so good. Epic. Epic. Uh, some of Hummel's dudes, like the new guys are like itching to shoot. Yeah. We see, we see, uh, fry is like, like, let's smoke these fuckers or whatever. Yeah, whatever it was. Yeah. It was like, yeah, let's waste these fuckers is what he says. Yeah. One of Hummel's men accidentally like knocks some loose brick down off the ledge and it falls down. And when that hits the ground, man, the shooting just pops no. off. Hummel yep. is like immediately calling ceasefire because he didn't want this to happen. Period. Right. Right. He, I guess he feels like if he had some more time, he could have talked them out of it or talked them into dropping their guns and right. being taken prisoner. Or say, like, just turn around and go back. I don't know. Like, what? I don't, I don't know, know what, what the happened. outcome would have been. I Probably think, he would have taken them prisoner. Or he, yeah. Yeah. He would have tried to take it. He would have done anything in his power to avoid killing anybody, I think. Right. Um, but it's a total massacre. Anyway. Oh, yeah. I feel like that's a, in the real world, like in a real shootout, I feel like that's how it goes. It's like over in a matter of seconds. Yeah. And 
if you're pinned down from an elevated position, like you're getting wiped out. That's that's that. Yeah, we see we see poor uh, Lieutenant Shepard, whose one order was to stay with Mason, mm-hmm. like yeah. obviously conflicted, wants to go up. Goodspeed's like, please stay. He goes anyway. Is yeah. immediately shot dead by Fry. He's like shot right in the forehead. A, a like. class act crazy, <laughs> and falls back down the ladder. Uh huh. Again, his one order was to stay with Mason. But you can't really blame him. Like he uh, feels like he can help his his. I just wonder how much team. how much easier would the job have been for the rest of the movie if Mason if they had and one Goodspeed seal? had a seal with him. Oh yeah, that's that's my question. Anyway, I also love the last shot of Commander Anders Sanderson. Crawling across the ground, uh, popping off a couple guys with his with his nine, Pistol. like yeah, just that's mm. sort of, that's a very Michael Bay moment. I feel like to go down shooting, and he's yeah. like heroic to the last moment. It was this scene was it's hard, it's hard to watch, and like Ed it's very Harris, operatic, right? Ed it's like slow motion with the music, very and, operatic, and Ed Harris's face sells it. Hummel's not happy that it's come to this, no. like. So, yeah, it's a tough scene to watch. It, like, brings the mood of the movie down Way a down. little bit, for yeah. sure. Um, Mason I, guess because, is, I, because, I guess because you didn't know what lengths, you didn't realize the is, lengths that they were willing to go to. It is shocking, and you didn't expect to lose the entire SEAL team immediately. Right. Like, you expect, like, maybe they lose guys along the way, but, like, Michael Bean was kind of a star. Yeah. Like, you don't expect him to be cast to be killed before you know that midway point of the movie agreed um now mason he's kind of like business-like or he's been in i guess shootouts before yeah he's like quickly like let's take the equipment off of shepherd that we can and get the hell out of here um i think you know goodspeed is sort of frozen and in shock he's in shock which you can't at all blame him uh back at fbi command the guys see that like the seals have wiped out, but then they see that Mason and Goodspeed are still up and moving, right? Like on their trackers or whatever. So Paxton's like, "Well, it's fucking over." Uh, Womack's like, he feels like they've still got a shot. He's like, "Not if I know Mason." So interesting. It's okay. All right, like, maybe. Well, Mason's a warrior, I guess, and he know he recognizes that. Yeah. But yeah, it's just a weird. He's still a weird. wild card, like big time. So now Goodspeed is like tracking after mason he sort of seems to drop down and startle him and yeah mason's way. like doing some sort of weapons check and making sure all the guns are still working and and good speed drops down he like splashes yeah down. And he's like startles him and mason's like good speed he, pull, he pulls i'm the not gun gonna kill him. you he, well, he pulls the gun on him and good speed yeah. does seem to be like he throws his hands up like please don't shoot he's like i'm not gonna kill you uh but he does announce he's like, but I'm not gonna die on this island yeah. like I, i'm I getting out of here what do you say like, i promise a long time ago i'm not dying here uh now, Paxton pops up over the radio Love it. to Goodspeed. He's like, Goodspeed's telling him all the SEALs are dead. Mason's leaving. And he's like, you can't let him leave. You got to try to, you got to make him stay and help. There's a problem, sir. He has he's, a gun. he's got a gun. What do you have? A fucking water pistol? That's a, it's awesome. <laughs> it is good. It's like a hackneyed cliched line, but it works. It's bad. It's hackneyed and cliched for a reason. Because yep. if it's done right, <laughs> if it's done right, it works. Way to go, William Forsyth. Um, yeah, he does. Goodspeed pulls out his gun and he like sort of stares at. No, him. Like, sir. Okay. Now back up top, Hummel is like lamenting the massacre of all the men in the shower room. Clearly, he's not an evil man. Right. Right. Like he doesn't take any joy in what's happened. It wasn't here. supposed to have happened like this. Uh, Major Baxter is 
is telling him, you know, sir, we knew it might come to this. Meanwhile, the newcomers, what they like, are arguing with yeah, we the get, others. We get what Darrow, uh, played by uh, Tony Todd, yeah, said Candy Candyman. For those of you who don't know, <laughs> said maybe this will this act will force them, the government, to pay up, and if not, then maybe we should execute a yeah, few hostages. hostages. Like to let them know we're serious. Okay, or whatever. Crazy right? ass. Now someone calls out that one of the seals is still alive. And it was either, I think Darrow is Darrow. like, put a bullet in him. Yeah, immediately pulls his pistol out to shoot the guy. And Hummel steps in, holster that sidearm. Like, it's interesting yeah, to it's, me that they're clearly like, that there's still a chain of command, even though they're well outside their roles as yeah, military Yeah, it's, it's interesting that point. these sort of uh, militia mercenary guys have subjected themselves to some sort of outside of official rank hierarchy. Yeah, it's, it's bizarre. Um now, the dude quickly passes away anyway, yeah. just from his wounds yeah. or whatever. Uh, now, all the SEALs were wearing these, like, body cams. Yep. And that's Hummel grabs one of the cams and speaking into it. And he's like, you know, damn you for forcing me into this position or whatever. Like, and and then this he is sort your of bed. shuts it off. Yeah. You, so I, I, you just can't help but you're sort of able to sympathize with Hummel. Yeah. Like, he didn't want any of this to happen. He just wants money for the fallen soldiers who have been screwed over by the military. I wish that I had done just a tiny bit of research into what the United States Department Department of Defense budget would have been in 1996-97. A hundred million seems like a pittance compared to the trillions. That it are is. Spent. It is a drop in the bucket. It doesn't even matter. Yeah. The they fact, that they, million the fact on, like, that they could take that, coffee cups. If they could take that money and pay for health insurance for however many yeah. millions of Americans. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. What is here nor there <laughs> is that this episode of Six Degrees of Schwarzenegger is over. It's mercifully at an end. <laughs> <laughs> but we will be back next week, people. Hasta la vista, baby. Hasta la vista, baby.